the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. How many Babylonians have you met? How many worshipers of Marduk have you met? Or Ra? How many Egyptians that worship On have you met? They don't exist anymore. But for this prophecy to be fulfilled... Israel must be a nation. They must be dwelling in the land of Israel. They must still have their national identity. All of their religious practices must still be the same. Throughout history, you can read about many different countries that have existed at one time or another. There are also many different religions described over the centuries, but nations crumble and many religions fade away. In today's message, Pastor Dan describes Daniel's prophecies taken from the Old Testament. In the end times, the country of Israel will keep its identity, and the Jewish nation will still worship Yahweh. You can find many truths and encouragement in the words of Daniel. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. As Gentiles, we are grafted into Israel through Jesus Christ. And he says here, we now get to partake of the root and fatness of the olive tree of Israel. What's the root of the olive tree of Israel? The covenant that God made with Abraham. That's the root of Israel. And now we as Gentiles, we've, we've been grafted in through Jesus Christ. And we get to partake in the blessing of the root of that covenant. We get to partake in the blessing of the covenant made with Abraham. What's the fatness? The Old Testament. That's the fatness. And as Gentile believers in Jesus Christ, we get to enjoy the root and fatness of the olive tree of Israel. We're grafted in to what God has started and established with the Jewish people, with Israel. And we are wild olive branches. He didn't start this with us. He started it with them. And we get to partake of it. Now, when Paul wrote this, it was, listen, it was impossible to graft a wild olive branch into a cultivated tree. Now they can do it. But back then, it was impossible to graft a wild olive branch into a cultivated tree. For us as Gentiles, we are saved by grace and the mercy of God. That's it. There's no other explanation for why we get to be in the family. It's just the grace of God. So he goes on here in verse 18. I know we're in Daniel chapter 9. We're going to get back to that. But this is important. Part of the reason this is important is because you, you will hear teaching that says God's finished with Israel. 
that God has set them aside permanently and that there's no more plan for Israel, for the Jewish people or Jerusalem or the land of Israel. That they're insignificant now. But what we see here is that that's not true. Verse 18. So he says, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said, because of unbelief, they were broken off because of their unbelief in Jesus. And you stand by faith in Jesus. Do not be haughty, but fear for if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity, but towards you goodness, if you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. Verse 23, and they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted back in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, it wasn't possible to do that. How much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own Olive trees. He's talking about Israel being restored and grafted back in. Then verse 25, here's, he's going to give us like a summary statement now. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part, not to all Jews, has happened to Israel until, there's an end, the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So the blindness of Israel is temporary. Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Well, what's the fullness of the Gentiles? Because once the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, then the blindness of Israel will end. What's the fullness of the Gentiles? What that means is God has a set number of Gentiles he will call out of this world and bring into the body of Christ, bring into the church. And once that set number is reached, God will turn his attention back to Israel. In verse 26, he says, then all Israel will be saved, meaning all Israel after the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, not all Israel for all time, but after the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, God will then turn back to Israel Because God also has a set number of Jews that will be saved. And so once the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, God will turn his attention back to Israel. And then the fullness of Israel will be brought into the church. And so you have the fullness of the Gentiles. And you have the fullness of the Jews. And they together make up. The church look down in verse 28 concerning the gospel. They are enemies for your sake, speaking to Gentiles, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of their fathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. God has has not revoked his call on Israel, the Jewish people. God will one day turn his attention back to the Jewish people in the last days when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Turn back to Daniel chapter 9. This is what verse 27 is about. The 70th week, the final week of this prophecy. If you remember verse 24, again, just as a a little recap, 
tells us this prophecy is about 70 weeks or 490 years. And in that 490 years, God will achieve six objectives in verse 24. We looked at this last week to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy or the holy of holies of the kingdom age temple. Again, we talked about that last week. Then in verse 25, verse 25 tells us about the first 69 weeks of the 70 weeks. And remember in verse 25, it was broken down in seven weeks and 62 weeks for a total of 69 weeks or 483 years. Again, You can listen to the message from last week. Then verse 26 tells us about the gap between the 69th week and the 70th week. And then verse 27 tells us about the 70th week or the final seven years of this plan for Israel. Now, we are currently living in the time between the 69th week and the 70th week. We're in between those two weeks. It, and let me just say, too, it's not unheard of for prophecies in the Bible to have a gap of time in their fulfillment. I'll give you a few examples. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. You know that verse from your Christmas cards. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. But then the rest of the verse says, and the government will be upon his shoulder. It's talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. God giving his son, child born to Mary. And the government will be upon his shoulder. That's going to happen at a second coming. So there's a gap there between his birth and the government's on his shoulder. Micah 5, 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler In Israel, Jesus is born in Bethlehem in fulfillment of Micah 5.2, but he's not the ruler of Israel yet. That's going to be fulfilled at his second coming. So there's a gap of time there. Uh, My favorite example is found in Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 and 2. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. So verse 2 says that to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, that's the first coming of Jesus Christ, and the day of vengeance of our God, that's the second coming of Jesus Christ. And if you remember this story, this is why I love this passage so much. Luke chapter 4, Jesus is in the synagogue in Nazareth where he grew up. He stands up to read. They hand him the scroll of Isaiah. He opens up to Isaiah 61. He reads these two verses. When he gets to verse 2, he reads where it says, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And it says in Luke 4 that he shut the scroll. He stopped at the comma. He didn't finish the whole sentence. Why not? Because the second half of the sentence has to do with his second coming. The day of vengeance of our God. So again, there are prophecies that have a gap of time Like this prophecy in Daniel, there's a gap of time between the 69th week and the 70th week. And that gap of time between the 69th and the 70th week, that's the church age. 
That's the church age or the age of grace. And that's the time that we're living in right now. And the church age will end before the 70th week begins. The 70th week, well, really all 70 weeks, the 70 weeks are not about the church, right? They're about Israel and Jerusalem. It's not about the Gentile church. The, the church was not present for the first 69 weeks. The church will not be here for the final week or the 70th week. The church age will end before the 70th week begins, and the church age will end when Jesus takes his church to heaven and what is known as the rapture of the church. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Purpose of the rapture is to end the church age. The purpose of the rapture is to end the church age and to deliver the church from the wrath that is to come in that 70th week, that final seven years. So, so Jesus will take his church to heaven before the 70th week begins. Right? Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again, receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. So the rapture is when Jesus comes for his bride, for the church. We're caught up to meet the Lord and the air, and thus we shall ever be with the Lord. And it takes place before the 70th week. And then in verse 27 now, we have the 70th week. And we can say because the first 69 weeks were fulfilled literally to the day, it stands to reason that this final week, this final seven years will be literally fulfilled in the future. It's it's not going to suddenly switch now to using figurative language on us or symbolic language. The first 69 weeks were literal. This will be literal. Verse 27 again. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, it's already predetermined, is poured out on the desolate. Now, I want you to note that Daniel wrote this about 3,000 years ago. And for this prophecy to be fulfilled, Israel will need to exist in the last days because it's about Israel. The Jews must exist as a people, as a nation. They must still have their national identity and the same religious practices as they did in Daniel's day. Think about that. How many Babylonians have you met? 
How many worshipers of Marduk have you met? Or Ra? How many Egyptians that worship On have you met? They don't exist anymore. But for this prophecy to be fulfilled, Israel must be a nation. They must be dwelling in the land of Israel. They must still have their national identity. All of their religious practices must still be the same. They must have the city of Jerusalem. How many cities existed 3,000 years ago that don't exist today? Because this prophecy takes place in the city, is focused on the city of Jerusalem. So we can just appreciate how remarkable this prophecy is because Israel does exist today as a nation. The Jews do still exist as a people. They have kept their national identity and their religion. They still worship Yahweh just as they did in Daniel's day. And Jerusalem is still the holy city of the Jews. Even though the Jewish people were without a homeland for 2,000 years and scattered all over the world. So that alone, before we even dig into this, is remarkable. The he in verse 27, then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. The he in verse 27 is referring back to the prince who is to come in verse 26. He is to come after the Messiah. Messiah came in verse 25. He's cut off in verse 26. And then... The prince who is to come after the Messiah, Jesus Christ, he rises to power in verse 27. This coming prince is commonly referred to in Christian circles as the Antichrist. Although he has more than 25 names or titles given to him in the Bible. Uh, He's called the son of perdition, the man of sin, the lawless one, the beast. We uh, We most commonly refer to him as the Antichrist. Anti, when we talk about the Antichrist, the word anti there, it means instead of. Instead of Christ. The, the world, and in particular the Jewish people, will look to this person to save them instead of looking to Jesus Christ to save them. It's not hard to imagine people looking to a person, a politician to save them, instead of looking to Jesus Christ. To save them, isn't it? So it says in verse 27, notice what it says. He will confirm a covenant or a treaty with many for one week. So this is the final week of the 70 weeks. This is the final seven years of the prophecy. This seven years is also known as the tribulation period. And Jeremiah, Jeremiah calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. Again, because it's focused on Israel, the people of Jacob. And the events of the seven-year tribulation are described in detail in the book of Revelation, chapter 6 to 19. Uh, Revelation, chapter 6, begins with the appearance of a man on a white horse with a bow who goes out conquering the world. It's a description of the Antichrist coming on the scene. And we see in verse 27, the final seven years begins when this treaty is confirmed by the Antichrist. The signing of this treaty marks the beginning of the tribulation period, the seven-year period. So that's when the clock starts. Just like we talked about with the first 69 weeks, uh, going back to 
Uh, Verse 25, the the command to restore and build Jerusalem, the clock started for the first 69 weeks. What's going to start the clock for this final week of Daniel's 70 weeks? It'll be this covenant that the Antichrist will sign. The rapture does not mark the beginning of the tribulation period. A lot of Christians think that, that when the rapture happens, Well, then the tribulation begins. No, that's not what we're told in the Bible. The tribulation begins with the confirmation of this treaty. The rapture will happen before this. And then the tribulation begins with the confirmation of this treaty. That's when the clock starts. When this treaty is signed between the Antichrist, Israel, and many others. Now, this treaty, as we see here from this verse, this treaty will give the Jewish people the right to build a temple in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount and to reinstitute their sacrifices because in the middle of the seven weeks, the seven years, the middle of the seven years, the Antichrist will bring an end to the sacrifice and offering, which implies that they're making sacrifices and and offerings. So they're going to have to rebuild a temple. There's no temple in Jerusalem for the Jewish people. Right now, Today, the Muslims control the Temple Mount where the Jewish temple once stood, and they have built the Jewish Dome of the Rock on top of the location uh, where it's believed the temple once stood. Now, there is, there is room for the Jews to build a temple up on the Temple Mount. They could build it next to the Dome of the Rock. That's a possibility. But this world leader that we call the Antichrist He will be able in this treaty, this covenant, he will be able to get the Jews and the Muslims to agree to the Jews building their temple on the Temple Mount. You've seen the recent violence in Israel between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Somehow this Antichrist, this leader, this politician will get all of the players involved to the negotiating table. And he will hammer out an agreement that allows the Jews to rebuild their temple and start their sacrifices again. Now, the Jews have not had a temple since 70 AD. Almost 2,000 years. The Jews have been without a temple or or the ability to make sacrifices or offerings to keep the law of Moses for almost 2,000 years. But when this Antichrist comes on the scene, this world leader, this politician, he's going to have the ability to get all these different opposing groups to agree to this. To allow the Jews to rebuild their temple. And you may think, well, Do the Jews even want their temple rebuilt? Yes, they do. Many Orthodox Jews today desire to have a temple so they can start the offerings again, the sacrifices as prescribed in the law of Moses. In Jerusalem, uh, there's a place you can go to in the old city called the Temple Institute. It's run by Orthodox Jews, and they have already created, they've already built all of the furniture all of the utensils that will be used in the next temple. They've already begun cutting the stones for the next temple. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Daniel, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we could be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. It can be so helpful to others to know about and to be in prayer for the things on your heart. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Daniel. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.